The Africa Roundtable, a podcast by the Global Perspectives Initiative. The African continent has a waste potential for driving economic growth, innovation and entrepreneurship amongst its youth. Realizing this potential depends on critical factors like access to capital and, importantly, on a skilled workforce. Skill development is paramount for Africa's youth and a main driver to decrease unemployment, increase productivity and ensure a smooth transition towards a greener and more digital continent. For the fifth edition of the Africa Roundtable, the path to success, education, skills and leadership this year in Berlin, we want to look at the labor market situation for young people in Africa now. And we are discussing this today with Taha Bawa, uh, co-founder of Goodwall. Goodwall is a social enterprise that helps upskill, inspire, motivate young people and connect them to opportunities. Today, we serve over 2 million young people around the world and we connect them to scholarships, internships, jobs and free online skilling programs within a safe, positive community. Welcome to today's edition of the Africa Roundtable, the podcast with Danilo Höpfner. One-fifth of the global population under 25 lives on the African continent and Africa is the only continent where the youth population will significantly expand in the next decades. By 2035, Africa will have a larger working age population than India or China. Africa's large and fast-growing youth population could be a great asset for development and economic growth. But a recent study by the Mo Abraham Foundation lists unemployment as the number one topic for Africa's youth. With one million young Africans entering the job market every month, the situation will remain difficult. Taha, in your role as the founder of Goodwill and board member of Generation Unlimited, you are in touch with young people from the continent on a regular basis. How do you experience the situation and the challenges they face? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, the challenges are considerable. Um, let's just take a step back, if, if we can. As you mentioned, some of the numbers, um, it's quite likely it only gets worse um, rather than better. Uh, there have been discussions on certain elements that can improve, you know, structural changes from green jobs to uh, digital jobs and the rest. But it is difficult. Um, the harsh reality is there are not enough jobs on the continent at the moment um, uh, compared to the number of young people entering the workforce. That's number one. Number two is there are there is a mismatch in terms of skilling or being skilled for the needs of the market. Um, and number three is uh, there's an inability to assess talent appropriately uh, when they do not have centralized credentialing. So what that means is if you don't go to a certain university, if you don't have um, a certain background, if you're not from a certain network, it's, it's exceptionally hard to connect to opportunities. And, and this is only accentuated on the African continent. It's true in most countries, but it's definitely accentuated. So the challenge is, is quite significant. Um, so the way we look at it is there's an opportunity to, to at least combat the widening skills gap. Uh, because on the other side, employers and corporates face a trillion dollar revenue gap if they're unable to fill the talent requirements that are needed. A lot of this talent requirement is in the global north. And the question comes, how can we 
bridge this gap. We believe that if you can skill young people to have the right hard and soft skills at scale to meet the demands of the next of the of the future of work while assessing that talent appropriately, there's definitely a positive way forward. Um, and that's what we're working towards. And that's what our partners are working towards. Taha, we already said it. You are the founder of Goodwall, a social enterprise which wants to connect youth aged 16 to 25 to opportunity while creating positive social impact. What was the reason you decided to found your company and tackle this problem? Please tell us a bit more about your work you do. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, I started this with my brother. Uh, and the reason why we started it was... We wanted to give some of the opportunities we had to as many young people as possible. If I'm on this call or if I'm on this, this podcast with you today, I don't think it's necessarily because I'm the most talented or I'm the most intelligent. I think it's because of the opportunities I had growing up. And there are millions and millions of young people who will just, no matter how good they are or how hard they work, ever have this chance. And so we said, how can we really level the playing field for youth globally? Furthermore, we realized that, you know, there's a lot that's not right with our world that we live in. But we thought, and we felt kind of powerless to make that change ourselves. But we thought, if we could give young people the resources to be the best versions of themselves and also have a positive impact on society, essentially creating a movement of millions of change makers, that would be the most meaningful thing we could do with our lives. And that's why we started Goodwall, which today leverages technology and partnerships to help young people maximize their potential through skilling, being assessed properly, connecting to a community, as well as accessing opportunities and being a positive Im uh, impact on, on their surrounding societies, whether it be uh, in terms of climate action, whether it be helping children, whether it be uh, providing their voices, becoming future leaders. We do this through our mobile platform and alongside partners. So public-private partners, we work alongside governments, we work alongside UN agencies, development agencies, as well as large corporates from the global south as well as the global north as we look at the future workforce. Um, Africa cannot, in our view, operate in a silo by itself. It needs to be connected to the global economy. Sub-Saharan Africa has a low secondary and tertiary school enrollment and after-living school. Sub-Saharan youth often are unprepared for walking life and lack basic skills. In your recent TEDx talk, you argue that we are in the midst of a skill crisis. What do you mean by that? Yes, we have you know, approximately a billion young people entering the workforce this decade. Most of them are from the global south. Most of those young people are from... Um, what we'd call an emerging market. There aren't enough jobs locally. And what's more, uh, as I mentioned, the young people don't have necessarily the skills, hard skills and soft skills. So that's as much communication as it is uh, digital literacy, as it is uh, AI skills, for example, or uh, to meet the needs of employers, number one. And number two, even in countries where there are skilled youth, the employers are not necessarily assessing that talent appropriately. So if we look at how young people are assessed in terms of talent, I, I'm, I'm generalizing and I'm simplifying. It is based on where you studied, what work experience you have, and who you know. And as I mentioned, the chances are the three are very correlated. 
who you know is very relevant to where you studied and also where you got your first internship or job. For most African youth do not have that opportunity. And so this is um, contributing to the widening skills gap. I mentioned on the other side, you have employers that have increasing needs of talent. Um, and the question is, how can you bridge that? Our view is you need to skill young people appropriately in the hard and soft skills, and you need to assess young people appropriately. And that's where we work alongside large corporates to help them assess talent, regardless of where they're from, who they know, and where they studied. Could you, could you give me an example, please? I give a very concrete example. We have a programming going on uh, on entrepreneurship. So this is, this, what I mentioned is on the job side. Uh, if we think of dignified livelihoods, we essentially have three sources of income, local employment, remote employment, and entrepreneurship. This is, this is how we could break it down. I mentioned the problem with local employment, which is not enough jobs, but also not assessed properly, not skilled properly. Remote hiring from the African continent is a challenge still, uh, partially from a skills perspective, communication perspective. And also just the market hasn't shifted enough um, uh, at the scale that is needed. And then the third side is on the entrepreneurship front, which is how can we really stimulate micropreneurship, provide support? And that's something we're working on uh, today. What we do is we provide micro grants and grants through us and partners to fund small ideas of young people around the world. Um, just to give a context of scale, last year we funded ideas in over 100 countries. Uh, and this is alongside different governments um, and, and, and partners. Um, so yes, that's, that's the challenge. What do you think? What skills should we focus on in skill building and training of Africa's youth? In terms of a concrete example, running a program on youth entrepreneurship in the climate space, uh, youth entrepreneurship and leadership in the climate space. The young people, essentially how it works is we run this virtually. We have you know, thousands, tens of thousands of young people who go through essentially a virtual skilling program. They get selected. The top candidates are brought to a more in-depth, um, uh, high-touch program where they go through more coaching, and then they're asked to pitch their ideas for further funding. And um, I was in Kenya, actually during the Africa Climate Summit, where uh, our cohort at the time pitched their ideas. A and one of the uh, members who was listening was the Swiss ambassador. And he came to me afterwards and he said, Taha, why did nobody come up to me and pitch me directly or ask me for something. And I said to myself, yeah, that is weird, right? Uh, if you think about it, they have this incredible opportunity to network and the rest, and they weren't doing it. And that is part of the soft skill of how do you work a room? How do you communicate? How do you get what you need to get when you have 30 seconds to 60 seconds? How do you show confidence? Um, these are some of the soft skills which are just as important as some of the hard skills, i.e., how can I become an engineer, or how can I become a solar, um, uh, a solar roof, uh, installer, or how can I become a, a coder or how can I become a data entry person essentially for the future of work? Um, both are equally important. So those are some of the skills that are needed at large scale to meet the needs of the market. And uh, could the digital and green transition become a cornerstone for youth development on the continent? What are the opportunities? I believe so. Um, digital skills are key. Uh, and we've been working on that for a while alongside partners. The green transition presents an opportunity 
So, of course, there are jobs that are going to be lost uh, and jobs that are going to be created. And it's it's critical that uh, the jobs that are created, young people in Africa can really uh, take uh, take advantage of. And it's going to be essential for the continent to position itself in a global market, which is the the, the green market that is creating itself. Talent is going to be a key component um, to differentiate countries uh, from other locations around the world. So those are two where we're seeing as well opportunities that present themselves, presents itself in the AI space um, that are exciting. But this, this, you know, industries, we live in a world where industries are being created and destroyed systematically, you know, almost in the span of years. And what's critical is young people around the world, but in sub-Saharan Africa, need to learn how to learn. They need to have that adaptability. They definitely have the attributes for that. They have the resilience naturally for it, but they need to learn how to learn and then be able to very quickly reskill and upskill themselves to meet the needs of the market, which are constantly changing. Today, it's green jobs. Tomorrow, it's going to be AI. Day after, it's going to be something else. And we just need our young people to be prepared to take those opportunities. What, in your opinion, is needed to solve the widening skill gap amongst Africa's youth and create change? I mean, changes in policy, capital, public-private partnerships. Yeah, absolutely. I th if we go back, it's really about how do you assess talent and how do you skill talent to meet the needs of the market? And for that, you need a public-private youth approach. Um, that's been something that I have believed in. Um, I... I started off as a global shaper with the World Economic Forum, and then I'm now a, a technology pioneer with the World Economic Forum. And Generation Unlimited is a public-private youth partnership. Goodwall leverages public-private youth partnerships. So we need the public sector to work alongside the private sector to help invest in future talent, essentially give young people the hard skills, the soft skills, to have a chance to fulfill their potential. Th that's what we need. And um, part of it is capital, for sure, uh, but a lot of it is partnerships. We need more partnerships because our industry is too siloed. We're not exchanging enough of the best practices, and we're not complementing each other's strengths. What we do at Goodwall is really work alongside partners, and we try where possible to bring in multiple partners. So we could have a uh, large corporate working alongside a UN agency, for example, UNICEF, alongside uh, civil society organizations that exist Uh, on the ground uh, to make sure that the most marginalized are also supported. So it's really a partnerships approach leveraging technology because without technology, we just won't achieve the cost um, and the reach uh, that is needed uh, to achieve the scale that uh, that is also required. Which initiatives would you like to see? I'd like to see a scale up of our skilling programs. Um, I would love to see Uh, more youth voices being presented um, actually at the policy level in a more systematic way. Uh, we just need to do more and execute really well over the next few years in terms of programming and in terms of partnerships, leveraging technology. Taha, looking to the future, how would you like to see Africa's youth develop? How do you envision successful cooperation between the African continent and Europe or let's say the world? I would hope that African youth can be given a fair chance to be assessed based on their talent, not who they know, not where they studied, 
and not what that first internship was. Number two, I hope that they're given the chance to acquire the skills that they need that are adjusted to the markets. In this case, you mentioned the European market or the global market, which are different to what they're learning at the moment. Um, otherwise, they will not be competitive and they will be put again on a further back foot. That's from a youth perspective. From a European perspective, I hope Europe can tap into this incredible potential. It is going to be essential for Europe if it's to maximize its potential, its economic growth ambitions. It is going to require talent. Part of that talent has to come remotely. Part of that talent is going to come from youth innovations on the continent. And uh, my hope is that that bridge can be met. Part of that is about language. And I don't mean language in terms of what language you're speaking. It's about the same taxonomy of understanding skills and understanding talent. So that's what I hope. And I think it's totally achievable and it's required for both parties. We spoke to Dahabawa, co-founder and CEO of Goodwill. For more information about the Africa Roundtable, please visit globalperspectives.org. This is Danilo Höpfner and thank you for listening on behalf of the whole team of Global Perspectives. The Africa Roundtable. This podcast is a production of the Global Perspectives Initiative.